court of justice. All right, so Jessica, how do families of the victims feel about this progress that has come just a week before the third anniversary? Well, people we spoke with say they were happy that something is being done, but this is something that they've been asking for since day one. So for them, this is about a thousand days too late. Now, Nairman, I'm looking at after the, the, the day, families are pushing feds to pushing the feds to. Sorry, Nairman, I'm. <laughs> I'm not feeling very well right now, and I'm about to... Okay, we'll come back to you right now, and we'll make sure that, Jessica, you are doing okay. Thank you. We will make sure that Jessica is okay, So, and we will give you guys an update a little bit later to make sure that she is doing all right. She is not alone. She is with a photog operator. So. All right, welcome back. It's Tuesday. COVID was not supposed to be my theme or anything this week, the vaccines, but apparently too much is just coming out about them. I can't uh, not say anything about it. That was a reporter that was on national television, obviously. And uh, she has been vaccinated and boosted. And like so many that you've seen before, she started getting a little bit weary. You can see the video. Um, you just heard the audio. But towards the end of the video, when they go back to a split screen to show the host and her, um, her face gets pretty pale and she starts stumbling uh, as if she's going to fall. And I would assume she blacked out because that's what it looked like was about to happen. Two, two of the real big takeaways there was, number one, the, the host didn't seem that concerned. And then number two, uh, as she was stumbling towards the camera, you don't even see anybody try to come help this young lady. Nobody. It just, I guess they're going to just let her fall like a, like a sack of potatoes hit the ground. I, I, you would think that they're claiming she's with people. You think somebody would have ran over. Is there no man there to run over and grab her and, and hold on to her so she doesn't slam on the ground and sit her down nice and easy and make sure she's okay? You don't see it at least. Maybe it happened after she hit the camera because she was stumbling towards the camera. I don't know. But all in part of the whole CDC, I mean the vaccine and the CDC – is even now admitting what some of the reactions could potentially be two years later, what they could potentially be. So the CDC's uh, verse, uh, verse safety signal analysis based on reports from December 14, 2020 through July 29th of 2022. So you're not even accounting for the last six months. For the mRNA COVID-19 vaccine shows clear safety signals for death and a range of other highly concerning thromboembolic cardiac neurological uh, hemorrhagic or hemorrhagic uh, I'm not a doctor so work with me here uh hemo oh lord hematological or hemo hematological yeah I would say hematological that's what I would say immune system menstrual adverse uh, events AE among US adults when you dig into their charts in the time frame that they studied Cardiac, cardiovascular events, there have been over 70,000 since people started getting injected. Neurological has been over 50,000. Thromboembolic, you were around 25,000. Pulmonary, 25,000. Menstrual, you're creeping on 20. Deaths, you are over 10,000. Uh, hemorrhagic, you are in between 0 and 10,000. Uh, bars right about in the middle, so say around 5,000. Cancer, Probably the lowest one that looks like that might be about a thousand. Um, 
Immuno disorders look like they're around 2,000. And if you dig a little deeper into it, uh, artal fibrillation, 4,000 people, irregular heartbeat, you're right about 3,500, myocarditis, 2,000, cardiac failure, 2,000, cardiac arrest, about 1,750, um, cardiac flutter, you're right around 13, 1,400, it's in between 1,000 and 1,500 there, and it's just leaning a little bit heavier towards 1,500, um, and that tapers off past that. Uh, when you get into major neurological adverse events, uh, tinnitus, you got close to 14,000 taste and smell disorders, 12,000, um, migraines, you have a little over 8,000 Bell's palsy, which I've actually had before in my life, (laughs) oddly enough, uh, was not sure where I picked it up. I know this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but might as well throw that out there, um, I was vacationing in South Carolina and we stayed at a house that was on the river and we were, you know, swimming in the fresh water. Anyways, uh, you know, their, their water there is clean. You know, you usually most everybody's on a well and uh, you can drink straight out of the tap. I mean, here in Florida, if you live in South Florida, if you're drinking water out of the tap and you're on a well, my God, that must be terrible because I'm on a well water. And if you don't have a cleaning system and I still don't drink the water, but if you don't have a cleaning system, it smells like 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 rotten eggs and and heavy metal taste, and it's, it puts uh, you know heavy metal all over everything. Hard water, the not the works. I don't know how you could drink that. Some people might. I my, me personally would not. But regardless, I don't know if it was from drinking the water up there. I don't know if I ran into something. But I got home and vacation was great. <clears throat> we had a lot of fun with the family. Uh, anyways. My wife asked me to blow out a candle and I went to blow out the candle and I'm like, I can't blow out the candle. I'm like, what is, the, what is wrong with me? So, and then I started notice, noticing my eye was <laughs> looking a little bit crazy, a little, little, little bit large there, uh, looking like a, like a psychopath. You probably wouldn't want to see me standing in an alleyway. Anyways, went to go see the doctor and that's what I got diagnosed with. Mine didn't last that long. I had it for about, uh. I think from the time I got it, noticed that I had it to the time I was 100% was about a month. Um, and the worst of it, I did have to wear an eye patch for about a week when I slept just because my eye would stay slightly open and uh, just to prevent it from getting scratched. Anyways, going back to it, the CDC is now admitting, you can check this out, it's on Zero Hedge. The CDC is now admitting and showing you from their studies everything that can potentially go wrong with these vaccines or these shots. Uh, problem with that is they were you can't do anything about it. You can't sue anybody. You can't go after anybody. So even if you took it by choice, you had no idea the side effects, you took it because uh, they pretty much coerced you into taking it through fear. So you took it, or maybe you wanted to take it and were willing. Some of you were coerced, and others were forced by uh, corporations and places that they work for. And you know, you got to feed your family. And I don't fault people. I didn't. That was not the choice for me. But for other people, I don't fault you if you took it. You know, if if you were literally facing losing your livelihood and you can't put food on the table, I completely understand. And I don't even blame you for taking it. I'm sure you were bitter about doing it, but you had to do it to put food on the table. So I don't blame you for that. I do blame your company, however. Your company is, is li- is, should be held liable for that. The question is, 
with everything that we're finding out now about the shots, and you're seeing how damaging that they can be and the side effects that they can have, and some of them are very serious, up to death. Okay, just like just like any other any other drug. I mean, you, you listen to it all the time. You listen to commercials come on, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well if you're having problems with your stomach and this or that, and, you know, you take this medication, and then all of a sudden that guy kicks in. Side effects may be uh, death, internal bleeding, uh, uh, your eyes pop out of their sockets, you're, you're, you might lose a finger, your, your toenails fall off, and it's like, what the hell? I'll just stick with the gas pains I got. Because <laughs> why the hell would I want to take that? Well, you didn't have that option with COVID. And that information should have been released to you, but it was done in such a rushed fashion that you weren't getting, we weren't getting the results that we needed to see. We weren't seeing what potentially could be the side effects. So is there any way that people could be held liable? Well, the federal government made it where you cannot go after the drug companies, but I do wonder, and I'm not a lawyer, and I don't even claim to be one, I do wonder if there's a case to be made that if you were forced by an employer to take this vaccine out of fear of losing your job, I do wonder if you've had some side effects, can you go after the employer for putting you in harm's way? Because they forced you to take something that you had a reaction to, and now you have to deal with that. You know, whether it's short-term or it's long-term or lifelong, it's something you have to take care of. And it's something that is going to impact you not only on a personal level, but probably on a financial level as well, trying to take care of whatever uh, comes of it. So I do wonder, and if you're a lawyer and you know uh, if, uh, about any of this stuff, if you send me a message, I'll pass it along. I don't know for sure would be interesting to find out because I think that there needs to be accountability somewhere. Somebody's got to pay. And if, if it can, if it comes down to it and you can do that to the company that forced you to do it, I honestly, I think you should. Somebody's got to pay because that teaches them a lesson that the next time around, they're not going to mandate it. They can suggest they can, uh, advocate for it. They can do whatever they want to do, but they cannot force you to take something like this. It was an experimental shot, you know, and, and people, they attach Trump to this a lot. You know, well, Trump's the one that developed it. Trump's Trump was doing the best with the information that he had given to him at the time. And he was probably getting some bad information internally from some of the doctors there. Cause you see how Fauci turned out. So Trump thought he was doing what was best for the people. If we can get something and it's going to work and it's going to be fantastic, let's get it out there. Let's protect these people because he had the American people in mind. So I don't fault Trump for doing it. And you can see that it's not like it was a Trump cult. If it was a Trump cult for this vaccine, because everybody that was against it, as far as I know, were pretty much uh, Trump people. I don't think there was too many people that I know that are conservatives or consider themselves Republicans or even right-leaning independents. They were like, nah, I'm not taking that. <laughs> not, not happening. Uh, I'll wait a few years and see what it does. And if it's something that I'm interested in taking later in the, in the future sometime, I'll do it. If it's something that has been tried and, t- and tested for five decades now when I become an older person and I'm at a higher risk and it's, we know that there's barely any side effects and it can possibly give me something, <laughs> I'll consider it then. But most of us were totally against it. You know, the libs were the one that are like, give me a needle in, in everywhere you can, arms, shoulders, legs, thighs, stick it in my eye. It doesn't matter. I'll take whatever you want me to take. They were the ones that were freaking out. So you can't say it was like a cult thing. Like, oh yeah, the vaccine came out and all the Republicans, all the conservatives, all the Trumpies, all, they all did it. They all took it because it's factually untrue.
Uh, mainly it was all the livers, liberals, livers, liberals that do it, uh, that took it. So the side effects, <clears throat> even for them, <laughs> even for a liberal, I'm not against you with that. You could be liberal, but if you were tricked into taking something. And if you got to deal with something for the rest of your life, I think you should be able to, to go after the corporation that forced you to take it. Really, we should be able to go after the federal government <clears throat> and, and the uh, drug companies that put these out. But they made it real easy for them where there's no accountability. They're not going to, they don't have to worry about it. They can just say, Hey, we wash our hands of it. We put it out there. You guys took it is what it is. If you die, you die. You know, like, uh, like in Rocky four, if he dies, he dies. Yeah. Yeah. One of those moments. All right. Trump speaking of, I bet you didn't know that Trump's got a warrant out for his arrest. (laughs) I bet you didn't know that. Did you? The Iraq Supreme Court has issued an arrest warrant for former President Donald Trump over the death of Iran's uh, Soleimani on Iraq soil, according to a state-run media outlet based in Baghdad. Iraq noted that President of the uh, yeah President of the Supreme Judicial Court Fayak Zaidan announced on Thursday that. Issuance of the arrest warrant for former U.S. President Donald Trump. The warrant is also for killing the then Iraq militia leader, chief of staff of the Popular Mobilization Forces in Iraq, the PMF. So there is a warrant out for the arrest of Donald Trump in Iraq. (laughs) It's almost laughable. Uh, I would say this is a positive thing. Okay, because this really, it, it makes it official now that Trump did his job. That Trump took out some of the worst people on the planet. And there are plenty of bad people on the planet. But he took out some of the worst terrorist leaders on the planet. And he did so strategically. He had opportunities to go in there and take Soleimani out. Like when they took out a U.S. drone. And he was being advised by Pompeo that at that moment they should take Soleimani out. And he said no. Trump said no. You know, they got to cross the red line. And the red line is if there's an attack on Americans or American soldier, if we lose any lives, I'm going to do what's necessary. But until that moment comes, they want to knock out a piece of our equipment. It is what it is. You know, we'll put another one out there. Which, you know, Mr. Warmonger, everybody, oh, he's going to get us into World War III where we're teetering on right now with Joe Biden never happened, and you see how level-headed he was with that decision. I'm not going to just kill the guy to kill the guy. He's in that side of the world. If they cross a certain line at that moment, we will take some action and do what is necessary. But until they cross that line, you know, money's money and equipment's equipment. A human life is worth more than that. I can't say that his life was worth more than that, but you know, in, in general, human life is uh, worth more than that. So, I bet you didn't know he was at a warrant out for his arrest. I doubt that he's going to be visiting Iran anytime in the near future anyways because, I mean, what could he possibly be doing over there? And I'm sure that he knows he's not well-liked over there, just like the rest of the country. They don't really care for Americans over there. And it's amazing how their media spins things. You know, it's... They spin it to make it sound good for them, like President Trump did something so evil, so bad, but everything that Soleimani did is okay, he gets a free pass on. The terror that he unleashed around the world, no issues. But just because we had a very precise strike to just take him out, no civilian casualties, 
got our got the target we wanted. Unlike Joe Biden, when he had a drone strike and he killed innocent people, you know, we, we didn't we Trump didn't do that. He took out somebody that needed to be taken out. But the Iranian media is spinning it like he killed somebody that was. Yeah, almost in a sense, like they're saying he was innocent and he was a good person. And he took out an evil devil that needed to go. And that's the way it went. Again, I doubt Trump's going to visit over there anytime soon. He probably wears that like a badge of honor. I think he should. <laughs> I mean, that, that just means you did your job. Okay, you, you took that guy out. It is what it is. All right. The sleepy, creepy, complete moron. That is in the White House. Okay, Remember, he said that him and his team were going to assess it. And they were saying he's finally going to go down to the border. He wants to see what the border's all about. And what did I say? I said that he was going to go to a section of the border where pretty much it was desolate. You weren't going to see people in the background. And it was he was going to try to downplay it and make it look like it's not as bad as it truly is. Well, even I was wrong. <laughs> I thought that's the route he would go. I'm sorry, I you got misinformation from me or disinformation or or uh, uh, bad commentary, whatever you want to call it. Okay, that that was my opinion on it. It didn't it didn't play out the way I thought it would. On his first trip to the southern border since he's been in office, Joe Biden met with Democratic officials in El Paso, but didn't actually visit the border. Where. <laughs> He also didn't visit the downtown area overrun by homeless migrants. Uh, He met with local residents. He made some formal remarks and he spoke with reporters. After he arrived at the airport, the reporters waited to speak with him and expressed their uh, expectation to hear him give remarks. The several reporters continued to ask when the president might speak, expressing concerns about not being sure at what part of this three-hour planned visit they'd be able to get some questions in. The only official who actually spoke to reporters and answered their question was Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Okay, Abbott, (laughs) who wasn't included in Biden's Texas visit, arrived at the airport, waited to speak with Biden, sitting below Air Force One. He waited for the president to debark the plane, yeah, debark the plane. Uh, and descend down the stairs. Biden shook his hand, shook hands with Abbott, uh, and accepted a letter from the governor that he gave him. In Abbott's letter, it said that he listed five actions the president could take immediately to secure the border. And, uh, the president spoke briefly afterwards, and that's a wrap. <laughs> of course. So I was wrong. He did go to an area similar to what I thought it was on the border. He didn't, he didn't bother going to the border because what's the point? There's no way you can make that look good. His scouts that went out ahead of time that decided to peruse around and look and see where the best area, where could we do the best in either A, making things look that bad for other people and try to poke at somebody's heart, or B, make it desolate and be like, I don't know what they're talking about. It doesn't look like a big problem down here. He didn't do that. He didn't visit downtown where all the homeless are taking over everything. And it's terrible. I, I Again, I'll, I'll repeat myself like a broken record here. It's bad on both sides. Look at, you got homeless uh, migrants living all over the place because there is nowhere for them to go. They don't have any identification. They can't get jobs. So their lifestyle is terrible right now. I can't imagine it's better than where they came from. 
And then on our end, now you're having these cities flooded with vagrants everywhere that a lot of them are going to resort to doing what they need to do. They're going to peddle for money. They're going to be beggars. You're going to even have some people that will resort to crime because, you know, if you're sitting there as a father and you're watching your kids starve, I'm sure you're not going to think twice about walking into a convenience store and making it very convenient and walking out without paying for stuff to make sure that your kid eats. So it's bad on both ends. And of course he didn't visit there because you don't want to show that to everybody. You don't want the nation to see that. Not that any of the liberal media outlets would even run any of that, but at least the conservative ones would. It would be clips on social media. It would get out there somewhat. Can't say it would get the traction it should get, but it would get out. He's just no good. They played it as safe as they could going to the border. And Greg Abbott, as much as I'm okay with Greg Abbott to a point. But I have a problem with him. If you want to shut down the border in your state, step up to the plate and shut it down. You know, a lot of talk, you got a lot of big talking, a lot, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. You're going to hand a guy a note on five things he could do. Why don't you do those five things? Why don't you step up? You're the governor. Shut down the border. Fight it out with the federal government. You want to talk about bringing uh, uh, serious attention to the southern border, shut down the border of Texas. No one in, no one out. Tell everybody, you got 24 hours if you can. Come back and after that, you must be an American citizen to come across this border. Otherwise, the border is shut down and everybody that's on the other side of it, you are going to stay there for now. You know, get into a, get into a, a boxing match with the federal government. Because obviously they don't care that you're having the issues you're having there. The residents of Texas are suffering because of it. So why doesn't Abbott step up to the plate and do what he's supposed to do? So see, I have an issue with that. I mean, can it be done? Is it legal that he does it that way? Does it even matter? Just like Joe Biden. Joe Biden knew that he can't get rid of school loans. He knew it wasn't possible, but he did it anyways to buy himself some time. So why don't you do it in Texas? Buy yourself some time, even if it's only 30 days. You know how many people come across that border in 30 days? Do you know what a breather that would give everybody that's working all the border patrol agents in Texas to give them a breather 30 days to try to catch up, to finally be like, oh my God, the flood has stopped. Thank God we can catch up. We can process some people. We could do our jobs the right way. I know they're trying to. I mean, there comes a point where you are going to cut corners and you're not going to do your job to the best of your ability because you just cannot do it. It's not doable. And why isn't it doable? Because you are just overwhelmed, overloaded. There's not enough people. So you do the best you can with the resources that you have. And if you got to cut corners here or there, they're going to do it. They're human beings. I think Abbott should shut down the border. Give these guys and gals a chance to catch up. You know, go toe to toe with Biden. Go toe to toe with the federal government. Really highlight, you do that, you will get media coverage from everywhere. And then you can let people who normally wouldn't pay attention to these issues, let them see what is actually going on there. Let them see both sides fight it out. Maybe we can get the attention that we need brought to the border and they can actually do something to fix it the right way. And fixing it the right way is not just allowing people to come across. It's not making it easier for people to migrate here. No, doing the right way is shut down the border. Do you truly have a claim for asylum? Number one, are you from Mexico? No, well, we're the bordering country to Mexico. So if you're not from Mexico, honestly, you have no right to asylum. We're not the country next to you. So have a nice life. Come back and try again next time. If you are from a different country, why are you leaving? 
oh, we're leaving because there's a lot of gang violence and, and there's violence and crime in the streets. Well, welcome to America. That's what New York's like. You know, we don't leave the country. You don't get asylum for that. What country in the world doesn't have bad areas where there's gang, gang members running around, there's drugs pouring in everywhere, where there's violence and robbery? Welcome to the real world. That's not a claim for asylum. Asylum is, uh, the, the political party is after us because we are, let's say, Jews or Christians. They're going to kill us. They're going to kill our family. We have to get out of there f- to protect our lives so we survive. Now you have a claim to asylum. And if that's not what you're selling, I'm, so- I'm sorry that your country's in bad shape. I'm sorry that economically they're not doing well. I'm sorry that there's crime everywhere. Wow, that sounds familiar. Yeah, that kind of, oh, that sounds like us. Okay, so you're leaving that place to come to a place that's just like your place. You don't get an asylum claim there. Greg Abbott needs to step up. We need to bring some attention to the border, more attention than it's getting right now, so we can get the backing of more Americans. Because I believe that if more Americans truly looked at what was happening, that they would ch- it would change their mind on the direction that the country should be going in. It, it, that we need to shut the border down, we need to regroup, and we need to figure this thing out. All right, happy Tuesday. I hope you are enjoying your Tuesday. Monday's already in the rear view. Wednesday's ahead of us. We're getting closer to the (laughs) midweek, and we'll be, before you know it, it'll be the end of the week, and we'll do it all over again. But happy Tuesday. I hope you like what you're hearing. If you do, please rate and review me, especially on Apple. It's always a great help. Uh, If you'd like to check out anything else, I do littlejocc.com. If you want to contact me, go to the contact section. If you're a lawyer in particular, and you know anything about what uh, I'm requesting, uh, I would like to hear from you. uh, Because I'm curious to see, could you put a legitimate, uh, get a legitimate lawsuit against a company that forced you to take a vaccine or you'd be terminated and you are now suffering side effects because of said vaccine? I, I, I am curious. I'd like to know that. Beyond that, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. We'll do it again tomorrow.